Welcome to Everything's Totally Fine. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host this week. Every other Tuesday, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. These aren't just any people. They're the toughest we can find. Join us to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. Our guest this week is a vice columnist. She graduated from UC Davis with a degree in English and Film Studies. And she performs monthly at the Improv in Hollywood with her sketch team called Blessed. It was my pleasure to welcome Allison Stevenson to the show. We start by talking about some bad dates. There's this one time I'm, I met this guy in Davis at a, at a punk show <laughs> uh, at my friend's house. And he stayed the night and asked me to coffee the next day. Okay, nice. Uh, didn't stay the night with me, but he stayed the night at the house and asked me to coffee the next day. We got coffee the next day, and he uh, basically off the bat, very strange guy. Uh, talked a lot like about uh, serial killers. Okay. Really obsessed with serial killers. Just his everything. The conf- like we'd talk about my family and it would somehow the conversation would steer to like Charles Manson or whatever and he literally I remember at one point like looking me in the eyes like very seriously and just being like I highly recommend you watch YouTube videos of Charles Manson and listen to what he really has to say (laughs) and this Uh, was your first kind of real conversation yes this was our first this is when you're supposed to be asking like the initial questions to get to know a person exactly yeah and pretty much 95% of the conversation was about mostly Charles Manson, but, you know, some other ones, too. I end up finding him on OkCupid, like, a few weeks later. And, again, we start talking, and, again, he's bringing up serial killers and stuff like that. <laughs> so you had decided that when you left the coffee shop, were you like, I'm not going to see that guy again? I kind of. Well, also because he lived far away, but also, like, yeah, I was like, okay, maybe he's not the guy for me. At this time, Allison was living in Davis, California, and going to UC Davis. The guy that she was seeing was living in San Francisco. Um, But again, I was bored. I hated, I was getting sick of Davis at that point, even though I loved it. But uh, I found him on OkCupid, and he started messaging me, we started talking, and he invited me to San Francisco to go on a date with him. (laughs) And I told my, okay, I had one roommate at the time, and I had been talking to her about this guy, uh, and I and our nickname for him was the serial killer. Like we just called him serial killer. And I'm not a great person in this story. Uh, <laughs> just I end up agreeing. I it was a, it's a Friday. I end up agreeing, and I go to San Francisco to meet him. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I you know, <sighs> did you did a part of you like ten percent of you think this could be dangerous? Sure, yeah, I definitely had my hesitations. Uh, also, he was really cute, though. <laughs> Ted Bundy was cute. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm like, I know I'm going to be, like, if there's another big serial killer out there who's like, I'm like, I, there, I probably will fall for it. I probably You'll, will be that girl. You will, like, drive to be murdered because that's kind of a commute to go to San yeah, Francisco. I took the train. I okay. Took, I took the Amtrak. Um and it's, like, also, I just, like, assumed I was going to, like, I, you know, I was very careless. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll probably just spend the night at his, at his place, even if we don't, like, have sex or anything, uh, but knowing me. Uh, 
we finally meet up. We meet in San Francisco, and he doesn't really give me any specifics. He just says, meet me at Fisherman's Wharf. Okay. And this is how, again, this is how stupid I am. Like, I'm really worried because, in my mind, he, like, he's being vague about what we're doing and stuff, and I'm freaking out thinking, like, oh, he's planning something super romantic. That was your fear. That was my fear at this point. I was, like, scared that I was going to meet him at Fisherman's Wharf and there was going to be, like, a picnic (laughs) or something and, like, a violinist. Like, that's all I was thinking in my head was, like, oh, it's going to be really awkward because I hate, like, schmaltzy things like that. And, like, I was just (laughs) – I was convinced that's what was going to happen. So I finally – he told me to meet him at a very specific pier. I think it was, like, seven or something like that. And luckily, when I get there, it's just him. Like, there's no, like, cheesy things going on. Uh, Is it dark out? You know, it's, like, early evening. It's, it's you know, a little okay. foggy, but, you know, not, not totally dark yet. Uh, and all he does is he just, like, points down at the water, and he's like, oh, I wanted to bring you here because it's at this pier where a woman from Oakland came and drowned all her children and then herself. Yeah, (laughs) like that was like, (laughs) he wanted me to see that, you know, because. He's so obsessed with murder and death. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was was very Trey romantic. Um. Here I am in the city with Serial Killer. I don't know anybody. I, can't, I have nowhere to turn. I just had to be with Serial Killer. And he's actually, like, really sweet. He's a very nice guy. Sure, he's obsessed with Serial Killers, but he's a, he's a sweetheart. And um, he takes me afterwards. He takes me to a strip club. All right. Um, after the after, after we the pier? After we're at the pier and I see where a woman killed herself and her children. Uh we go to a strip club, and it's fine. It's fun. I mean, I, I don't hate strip clubs. It was, like, it was the Lusty Lady, which doesn't exist anymore. Okay. But it's, like, you know, it's, like, a woman-owned. Like, it's a more, like, alty, feministy sort of place. And I end up uh, <laughs> crashing with him at his house, like I had predicted. And we fall asleep. I fall asleep. I'm a little drunk. We don't have sex or anything. But, of course... What are we pl- what are we watching as we follow The Shining, of course. <laughs> what the heck? And his walls, everything had pictures of all these like people and like gruesome bloody scenes. No, hanging yeah. up inside. Yeah, and like he lived in a house with a bunch of like other like kind of punk dudes and like so like they were totally cool with it and they had that shit on their walls too. So, you know, I wasn't ta- and again, I'm like I I don't hate it. I think it's kind of cool. Like I get it. You know, I wouldn't be obsessed like he was. Like, I've never had, like, the obsession that he has, but I've always been fascinated by serial killers myself and stuff like that. I don't know if I'd have them on my walls, but... So I fall asleep, and I realize I didn't bring my phone charger. I literally had, like, 2% battery life left. And a friend of mine calls me, and he's like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm, like, uh, in San Francisco. What's going on? And he says... Uh, tell me exactly where you are. We're going to come pick you up and we're going to Napa for the weekend. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, because like his girlfriend's parents own this really nice house in Napa. Mm-hmm. And so uh, him and his girlfriend and my other friend wanted me to come with them and spend the weekend there like Saturday, Sunday. And I told him, I was like, my phone's dying. I'm in San Francisco. I don't have any clothes or anything. And they're like, OK, we'll bring you stuff. Don't worry about it. 
and then my phone dies. I'm waiting for them on this corner. <laughs> Finally, they pick me up, and we're just, like, on our way to Napa, and I end up having, like, the best weekend of my life. Like, it's so nice, so pretty, but we're, like, up in, the, like, up in the hills, and there's, like, barely any reception. My phone still isn't charged, and I just completely forget that my roommate has no idea <laughs> I am just gone and the last thing she remembers is that I was going on a date with a guy named serial killer and I don't come home for three days <laughs> and I'm literally having the weekend of my life chilling and like, it's just like the best weekend of my life and then I get home and my roommate is like in tears and I'm just like tan and like <laughs> glowing just like the most relaxing weekend of my life and she's just like where were you i was almost gonna call the police So, you know, you'd think I'd learned my lesson the first time <laughs> from Serial Killer, um, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I ended up talking to this other guy in San Francisco while I was living in Davis, and he is like a whatever, like a just a dude. He's not particularly fascinating or anything, but he wanted to hang out. So I was like, all right, and it was like a Sunday, and I didn't think much of it. I, I went early. I took the train. And I met up with him, and my whole plan was, like, we're going to hang out for, like, a few hours during the day, like, at the park, and then I would just go home. We meet at Dolores Park in the mission. You know, it's fine. We're, like, getting along. We're talking. He's not super interesting or anything, but he's he's cute. Uh, <laughs> and so about, like, an hour into it, he just reaches into his bag and takes out mushrooms and is like, I'm going to take some. You want some? <laughs> and uh, see, here's the thing. As I had done shrooms one other time, and I'm not, I don't know a lot about drugs, and I'd done it one other time, and it was, like, the best experience of my life. Like, I loved it so much. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, this will be just like that. Like, I'll take these shrooms and have a super great time with this stranger I met on the internet <laughs> in a city I don't know very well. Uh, <laughs> so I was wrong. I was very wrong. I, I pa as soon as I eat them, I'm freaking out. I'm like, as soon as it kicks in, just everything. It turn it goes from being like a very beautiful day and me talking to this nice guy to just being like hell. Like I, everything looked darker and like my vision was super distorted and he looked evil. Like he looked very evil. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to get raped and killed. Like, that's what I kept thinking. And I was like, how am I going to get home? And I'm freaking out. And like, I, I literally the whole time, like as soon as they kick in, I stopped talking to this guy. 
we have not said a word to each other for like two hours (laughs) you're just on this trip alone i am totally because he's having a great time he's like just look he's like oh look at that like very much we're like on on two different planets like he's like oh wow this is great this chick's cool like we're getting along and i'm like he's gonna kill me (laughs) I'm, i'm gonna like I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to get arrested. I kept thinking all these things. Mm-hmm. And finally, I'm like, okay, I, I fucked up. So I end up, uh, I text a friend of mine. And I'm like, you have to come pick me up. I don't think I can take the train alone. Uh, I accidentally got really <laughs> messed up on shrooms. You're going to have to come pick me up. And uh, what a good friend. Such a sweetheart. Wow. And again, I'm not a good person in this story. It gets worse. Um, she's a sweetheart. She comes and picks me up. <laughs> and I finally, like, I've been, I'm just waiting and I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, okay, it's almost over. It's almost over. Finally, she gets there and I turn to him and I go, I got to go. My friend's here to pick me up. I'll talk to you later or whatever. And he literally looks at me and he's like, wait, don't leave me alone. And I was just like, I I gotta, I gotta go. And he's just like, no, let me come with you. (laughs) And then I started feeling bad because he was like, I'm on dreams too. I don't want to be alone. I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Again, mind you, I still think he might murder me. Like, I'm terrified of this guy. Uh And still, he's like, go, let me come with you. I'm like, okay. And so I show up to my friend's car with the guy and she's just like, she hates me. I am like, and I totally get it. Like, you have every right to hate me. She's just like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, we're gonna just, can you just take us home? <laughs> just to my place or whatever. So, you're, are you living in San Francisco? No, I'm living in Davis. She came from Davis to pick me up. And he's gonna come down, he lives in San Francisco, but he's gonna go down yes. to Davis with you? Yes. What? It's stupid, I know. Uh, so he came back to Davis with me. So the three of you are in the car. Did you did you start to sober up at any point? Like no. Down? I this was like at its peak because we took a lot. We took like, I think we shared an eighth. Wow. Yeah, because at the time I thought that was what you should be taking. So yeah, I was like super messed up. Like and everything your, was. And your poor friend was just so. She was just sober driving both of you back there. Yes. Yeah. And it was this awkward car ride where I was like, I know she hates me and I'm trying to be nice with her. But then also, like, I got this dude here who, like, is also, like, really high and I'm trying to, like, you know, be high with him. So we're, like, on the same level. Like, I just felt like this weird... It was a very awkward car ride. Most of it was silent. There were, like, brief moments. I remember just, like, being like, whoa, look at the road. <laughs> just, like, really dumb shit and just being with her, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. I owe you. And she's just, like, not talking to me. And finally, she drops me off at home. Of course, my roommate, again, and this is post-serial killer incident. Okay. And now I'm back, and I'm with this strange dude from San Francisco who's high off his mind and I'm high off my mind and she's just like she's like looking like my angry mom or something just like arms crossed like who's this or whatever and I'm just like I don't even talk to her I just go straight to my room he's in my room with me and of course you know things are better now I feel more comfortable like Mm -hmm. I'm still messed up like I'm still really high but I'm like starting to feel a little more comfortable and this guy's so boring he's like such a basic dude and like 
you know, he's like, he was like a shitty, like, hipster, like, musician type or whatever. And again, he was having the time of his life. Like, this was, like, the best night ever for him, and I did not feel this way. Uh, And he makes us watch, like, The Fountain on my laptop. I don't even know who that is. Oh, God. It's like that Aronofsky film with, like, Hugh Jackman and... Okay. It's basically the most the dumbest movie but it's like he's like we gotta watch this we gotta get high we're high we gotta watch the fountain like this movie was meant to be watched on shrooms and i'm like uh, i don't think so but okay uh so yeah we just watch that fall asleep and the next day <laughs> i take him back to the train station mm-hmm. and i'm like okay nice meeting you uh and he gives me like this really long hug like he won't let go and i was like what the like Again, I'm just still completely fascinated that this guy was, like, into this, that he had a good time, and he won't, like, he's into me. (laughs) Like, I was like, what happened? Like, you guys just had two completely separate, no matter if you were high or sober, you were just on different planets Totally, we just had two different, and I was like, when guys I, with guys I like, I would love this. If I liked you, I would be, like, so into this. (laughs) That's always how it happens, right? It's never the ones you actually, uh, Totally. Anyway, yeah. So this is the best part is uh, we're at the train station and <clears throat> uh, he doesn't have his wallet. So I have to buy his ticket. Oh. How much was the train ticket? I think it was like $40 Dang. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot to spend on a guy that you're not interested in yeah. in the slightest. Just to like get rid of a person that cost right. me $40. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I guess if I had a really basic personality, I would keep shrooms in my backpack, too. Yeah. And but and yet not have your wallet? Right. That's weird. That's weird. It was a very... Yeah. I feel like he's pretty enough. Like, I think, like, guys like that kind of can get away with, like, oh, I don't have my wallet. Yeah. Just, just Can you buy my drinks or whatever? Right. They have, like, that man boy right yeah 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 it's like oh you're irresponsible i'll take care of you Ugh, god yeah i just i recently did shrooms for the first time last week or two weeks ago oh okay how was it it was fun we went camping in joshua tree and then did oh perfect like scampering around rocks and then at one point i did think i was a baby with really long legs oh wow and that was kind of stressful and then (laughs) (laughs) that is a stressful situation (laughs) yeah it's something about like this feeling of being home i think that makes Mm -hmm. the the difference because then as soon as we got back to the tent area because that's i like had this drive that you might have had in san francisco where it's like i'm not okay until i am somewhere that i feel safe yeah exactly i just felt like i needed to get to that destination totally and it was okay that's great yeah yeah i kind of feel like i should do them again soon but yeah i think if i do I'll definitely stay close to home yeah. in case I turn into a baby again. Just, right. Babies can't travel far, <laughs> even if they have long legs. So you're a talking baby. Like, you could talk and stuff. I could talk, yeah. Okay. I just, like, had the body and the head of a baby. I mean, like, the torso oh and the head of a baby. Yeah, wow. I like, I didn't think I had hair. What? That's nuts. Yeah. What did you think was on your head? <laughs> just, like, a bald baby head. <laughs> That's great. If this is your first time listening to the podcast and you enjoy it, I recommend checking out the second episode. It also has to do with drugs and has a really fun guest. 
Okay, I have, I have pretty bad anxiety, and it was much worse a few years ago. It's, it's better now, but uh, I definitely have, like, the kind of anxiety that's mostly, like, OCD, but, like, in your brain or whatever. It's, like, a mental kind of thing. Uh, and this was, again, I was hanging out at that house. It was, like, this punk house, and I would go there a lot and just see shows and stuff, and... In Davis. About, yeah, in Davis. Mm-hmm. This is also another college story. These All, all these stories happen my senior year of college. Uh, it's a very just, formative year. Yeah, that was the year I was just like, I don't want to be a good person. <laughs> I want to be a piece of shit for a little bit. And this is, and this is, you know, a lot of people do this. You know, I kind of ended up driving home a little bit drunk. Okay. I wasn't wasted. Mm-hmm. I felt good to drive, but it was my first time ever doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified just because... I don't, you know, just because it's a scary thing. But again, I wasn't wasted. I was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. But I remember I stopped at a 7-Eleven because I wanted to eat a taquito. So I remember buying a taquito, going home, and then the next morning I wake up and it's like super early. It's like 7.30 in the morning. I had maybe just had like three hours sleep and I was kind of delirious. And for some reason I convinced myself that I, when I backed out of the 7-Eleven parking lot, I must have murdered someone. (laughs) Like, in my mind, I convinced myself that I, like, backed up into some, because, you know, you can totally do that and not realize it and just keep driving, right? Like. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I kept telling myself. And someone's life just runs, squash their body. Yeah, and just just no one notices. No big deal. Uh, And that's what I basically (laughs) convinced myself that I did. So what are you feeling when you, like, are you panicked? I was panicking. Yeah, I was, like, pacing around my room. Like, I was freaking out. Like, oh, my God. Like, part of me knowing that that didn't happen. But then the other part of me being like, I did it. I fucking, I I killed that person. I killed whoever this person. I killed someone because I was drunk driving. And it was really just out of guilt for like drunk driving. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm freaking out and I'm convinced that this happened, mostly convinced. And so I decide to like Google that 7-Eleven and get their phone number. And I, (laughs) I end up calling them and a cashier picks up. And I, it was just the most awkward conversation where I just had to be like, hey, uh, <laughs> did anything happen at your 7-Eleven like a few hours ago? <laughs> just the most cryptic it was so <laughs> ever. He was just like, I don't know what you mean. I was like, like, was there like a car accident or something? Because did you not want to say like, did someone run over a body? Because then yeah. they'd be like, yes, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be very vague, you know, just in case the cops were listening in or anything. I was like ready to like pack my bags and go to Canada or whatever. Uh, I was like, did anything happen? And he was like, no. <laughs> he was like, nothing happened. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> It was just, like, the weirdest, dumbest, stupidest, like, and I was free. I had, like, a panic attack. Like, I was just, like, I definitely did this. I definitely did this. And then I called. Everything was okay. But it was, like, it was just, like, uh, the guilt had manifested itself. Yeah. And that happens a lot, like, because I'll do a lot of stupid shit, Mm -hmm. as as you can see, as you know. And then the guilt will just, like completely take over and i'll just like convince myself of the craziest things right 
just become yeah. completely irrational. Totally. Yeah. I do that too where I like I'll, it'll be the smallest thing and I'll feel kind of guilty about it and then if I don't do anything like if I wouldn't have called 7-Eleven then I'll just think about it for like seven or eight years. Totally. Yeah yeah yeah. Completely. 100%. There's still things that I think about like that I'm like Oh, yeah. There's still people where I'm like, I should probably email them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Like, telling these stories, I'm like, I want to talk to that friend of mine and just, like, make sure we're cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> just things like that. I want to apologize to my roommate again. Yeah. <laughs> just all these things. Yeah. I totally want to, but then I also think it'd be so weird, like, on the 7-Eleven guy's side. Like, if you got an email from someone, like, that was like, hey, I'm really sorry that I, like... I was, like, really mean to you at the end of our friendship and, like, didn't make eye contact with you when, <laughs> when we were moving out or something. Like, yeah. Like, it would be so weird to get it six years later because you just totally. know the person's been hanging on to it so much and you weren't even – it wasn't even a big deal to you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, man, does the reconciliation make it worse? <laughs> and it just compounds on itself. You know, whatever lets you sleep easier at night. You okay. Know? That's the way to live life. If, if it helps you, <laughs> it's going to help you sleep at night. Just do it. Coming from the person who's gone to San Francisco twice yeah. for casual dates that ended <laughs> terribly. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm realizing maybe I am a bad person and I just don't want to appear that way. <laughs> I feel like you're not. Yeah. Or everyone is that way. Right, 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 right. I think I'm a better person than I was a few years ago. I that's was an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's how I started to embrace aging is I'm mm-hmm. like, Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to get older because nobody does. But then I'm so glad I'm not who I was when I was 21 totally. or 16. Oh my god. Ugh. But you know, babies and toddlers are super, super narcissistic. Oh yeah. Like toddlers are are they would kill people for food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's not the exact article I read, but it's something that says that like the mindset of a toddler. Oh, this is, is like so, real. Yeah, they're so self-absorbed that they it's they cannot even understand that other people would have needs oh my god that makes a lot of sense actually so think of how far you've come wow that's so true damn yeah and yet why do we keep having kids <laughs> they don't seem like good people no <laughs> total assholes i have a little sister she's like around 11 okay and it's like I, it was a very. I got like a glimpse of of parenthood with my sister, and I was like, "Oh, I have to pretend to care sometimes." Like my mom has to pretend to care all the time. Exhausting. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I'm at the point where I get encouraged when I hear about couples going through divorce, fighting for custody. I, <laughs> I kind of feel like I would. I wouldn't want custody. Right. <laughs> That'd be funny if you saw two parents fighting to not have custody. <laughs> like, oh man, that, that kid. That kid would probably take people to dates at Pier yeah. 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's making a lot of sense now, yeah. <laughs> That's our show. Our theme music is by Danny Janino, and our art is by Jen Hamilton. Also, a special thanks this week to Libby Spears and Blueprint Films. If you like the show, please rate us and give us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Thanks for listening.